Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside the one and only Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We got a great two hours ahead for you. Appreciate you spending your morning with us. Lots of NFL talk to get into. Some big news, uh, layers of news, I guess we could say, with the New York Jets. We've got some trends for this week's betting action in the NFL. And the one and only Harry Gagnon is also going to join us at the end of this hour to get some of Does his best Does he have a cartoon, bets. Stormy? So I'm not sure Does if we're going to have a cartoon. Today? or not today they have been fire the last couple weeks michael yeah they have been they've been good i mean look anytime you can get a cartoon after you you know you're pretty big time right i mean that's pretty good right i agree so maybe that's the one thing we're really lacking on the show is michael you need your own cartoon as well well i had you know i gotta say this you know my man from the the simpsons uh, the executive producer of the simpsons is a huge gm shuffle fan matt selman tremendous guy we had him on the podcast talking about leadership. Very cool. And he put me in one of those. He, he put me in one of those. Uh, I think I was a character in one of his thing as a favorite podcast. So I actually made an appearance uncredited, by the way, Stormy, <laughs> uncredited. You know, so but it's all good. So that's fantastic. So then you have I made used to it. have it as my I used to have it as my avatar for Twitter. I used to have it up there, but they told me to change it. So I did. That's fantastic. I love it. You're going to have to send me a text of that picture. I want to see it. Um, but but let's get things started here, Michael, because yesterday we talked a little bit about the Jets and uh, we got the news right as we were on air that Trevor Simeon was going to be added to the practice squad for the Jets. And uh, for if you're one of those people out there that said anyone would be better than Zach Wilson, then there you go. You got anyone. But we also heard then yesterday from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, ESPN's Rich mm-hmm. Samini giving his perspective on what's going on in the state of the locker room with the New York Jets. So uh, where would you like to start? I feel like there's, oh, and Colin Kaepernick, of course, sent a letter to, to Joe Douglas as well, oh, saying that he would yeah, like to course, be signed yeah. to the practice squad. So where would you like to start? Of course. Well, I think let's start with Simeon. Okay, okay. let's start with him because in 2016, he was supposed to be the heir apparent in Denver. Remember this, 
right? Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the guy that took over for Peyton after Peyton won, the injuries, all those things. Started 14 games there. It was 8-6 and six in the 14 starts. You know, and then after that, it just kind of fell apart his career. Since then, he's had, since those 14 starts he had in 16, he's had 16 starts over the course of his career, 10 coming the next season. So he hasn't been able to have much success as a starter, but at least he's played, right? At least he's played a lot of games. He's in the two years that he was essentially a starter, he's thrown the ball for over 200 yards per game, which, you know, you can, you can hate Simeon at 31 years old all you want, but. Zach Te- Zach Moore can't throw for two. Zach Wilson doesn't throw for over two hundred yards a game. I mean, he doesn't even do that. So at least you have a chance, and at least he can operate. You know, at least he can operate. You know, last year he started four games for New Orleans. That wasn't a very pretty sight. But you know, I mean, I think at least he can get you to the game and get you going. I mean, the one thing he didn't do in New Orleans is he had eleven touchdown passes, only three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now that would be remarkable if, if Wilson could have done that. So this is an upgrade and I would suspect the leash is fairly short for Zach Wilson against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I think it's going to be very quick. I think they'll they'll activate Simeon because one thing Simeon does have is that New Orleans experience, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows Hackett's terminology because that is the exact same terminology they use in New Orleans. And from what I've understood and kind of read about Trevor Simeon over the last 24 hours is that he does pick up on things pretty quickly. So you feel confident from that standpoint. And you even said yesterday, at least he's somebody who can be more accurate and a quick decision maker in terms of him throwing over 200 plus yards. Just to further that point, Zach Wilson's thrown for fewer than 160 yards in 11 games. We know he's had the worst passer rating in the NFL in each of the previous two years where he was the regular starter. He's also started this season as the worst passer rating in the NFL. Two touchdowns, four interceptions so far. And you look at last game where even in the pocket, all three sacks he took, including that safety, were on him. Like There was nothing really that you could blame in those situations except for Zach Wilson. Robert Sala, we know, has kind of doubled down that feels like he's the guy that gives them the best chance to win right now. He did acknowledge in his press conference this morning that, yes, he needs to be better and there are things that he's going to do to be better. But the locker room isn't liking a lot of it right now. And we've seen some... um, some instances on the field even where guys are yelling at each other and Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, he acknowledged that. Here's what he had to say to his teammates publicly. We just need to grow up a little bit um, on offense and and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other and it's everybody, you know. We don't point fingers at the coaching staff, don't point fingers at each other. Just get back to work and get the job done. You know, it's it sucks not being there. It's tough. It is really it's really hard. Added Michael that he misses being there. The leadership piece is something that mm. he feels like if he was there, these things wouldn't be happening. And I mean, of course, of course, you believe that, right? But he's unfortunately laid right. up with an Achilles injury in Malibu. Yeah, and not a bad place to be if you're no. laid up with an Achilles injury, right, Stormy? I mean, at least you can look at the ocean. I mean, he's got a hell of a compound there. You know, nice crib. Anyway, look, you know, it's good to offer advice from afar like you and I do, but at some point, Salah, the head coach, has got to handle this, right? And the longer he goes down this Wilson train, the more we're going to see conflicts on the sideline. As much as I've written about and wanted him to stick with Wilson, Wilson, just his body language, his demeanor, his play really lets you know that after 24 career starts, this isn't going to work. This is not going to work. 
you know, and so I got to, I'd rather, Walsh used to say this to us all the time as coaches and as personnel guys, if you know, it's your fault to keep going. If you don't know, keep going. And to me, I, when I wrote that three weeks ago, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe Wilson would grow up and change. But now I know. Now I know. And it's time to move on. Because this fallacy of, well, he gives us the best. No, he gives you no chance to win. He gives you no chance to win. There's no evidence out there that he, that, that he gives you a chance to win. In his 24 career starts. Okay, so he came back against Pittsburgh. He made a couple plays. You know, I mean, the clock's right twice a day, too. A broken clock's right twice a day, too. So, like, it, you have to move on. And that's called leadership. Okay, we're going to bring somebody in. And now, if Joe Douglas is saying to him, no, I don't want to do I don't want to give up, this is why NFL teams lose. Yeah, I, I think and I would hope that just adding Trevor Simeon isn't going to be the last we hear of the quarterback position. Yeah. Um And I just keep going back to, Michael, the Robert Sala perspective of it all and the way that he's been so publicly supporting Zach Wilson. Like, I understand that this guy has to start a game for you right now, but that doesn't mean you have to lie to everybody. Like, if this was me and you talking and I was I was late to the show every single day, I wasn't doing my research. I I wasn't Mm -hmm. watching games. I have a bad attitude. But then our boss comes to you and says she's the best. Like, you know that that's wrong. You know that that's wrong. And I think that's how the locker room feels right now hearing Robert Sala say all these things and making these public comments and ESPN's Rich Samini kind of followed up that thought and he said that this as far as the locker room goes Sala knows what Wilson is but the thing is he's coming off as a Zach apologist and that doesn't play well in the locker room the defense in particular is not happy this defense knows that if any other player was performing his job the way Wilson is performing his that player would be benched trust me there's tension in that locker room there has to be, because what does the leader do? Well, there's four components of leadership, and one of them is called management of trust, that the people you're leading trust you to be honest. They trust you to be forthright. They trust you to have the ability to treat everyone the same, set the standard, hold everyone to the standard, protect the culture. And so when you're lying in front of them, when you're lying in front of them, you lose your leadership skills. You create problems. And every day you do that, if you don't honestly, as a head coach or as executive, if you don't honestly say, when I stand in front of the people that I lead, I have to be honest and I have to tell them the truth. And so why, it's no surprise that the defense has given up over 130 yards rushing the last two weeks. Look, no one's going to play them in an aggressive manner. Now, the Chiefs, obviously, with Mahomes, can do whatever they want to do. But the Chiefs are sitting there saying, look, if we don't turn this ball over, yeah. they can't score more than 13 points. So all we once we get to 24, we're good. Once we get to 20, we're good. I mean, you think New England really was going to take any risk in the – I mean, Bill punted the ball fourth and inches at the 41-yard at the line because he knew when he punted it that the chances of them scoring twice or catching them – they had a 13 – it was a 13-3 lead when he did it. Not, I'll punt it back to you. You can't do anything with it. In fact, you'll just eat up more clock than I would. I'm not taking any risk. That's the the mentality when you play this team. So with that, Michael, we've already seen the spread be bet up. Uh, Yesterday when we were coming on here, it was a nine-point spread. Today, the Chiefs are favored by 10 at MetLife Stadium, the total at 41 and a half. If if you don't think that the Jets are going to be able to put points on the board and if they get 20, 25, they're good for the day. How does that make you evaluate the betting side of this game? 
Well, I mean, when I did when I ran my numbers this morning, I had this as a I had this as a uh, a thirteen point eight game. Okay, just based on the numbers, because here here's the other problem: the Jets' defense isn't playing great. Okay, but the Jets, but the Chiefs' defense is. So now you're going against a team that's playing really good defense, probably the best defense that you faced all year. But right, Buffalo is one of the top ranked defenses in the league. New England's one of the top-ranked defenses in the league, and now you're going against the Chiefs. You're going to have a hard time scoring points on the Chiefs. So let's say this game is – so let's say they get 10 in this game. Do you think the Chiefs score 24? I, I think there's a pretty good chance they will based on what I've seen out of the Jets' defense. So I would lean towards taking the Chiefs and not be scared of the points because my my differential says it's 13.8, and the line's, what, sitting right at 10 right now, correct? Yep. yep. It just got pushed over to double digits this morning. Uh, also, in terms of the total, eight of Zach Wilson's last nine starts have gone under, and we all know the primetime unders theme, 132-87-4, over 60% the last five years. So uh, if you think the Chiefs' defense is going to stifle the Jets' offense and they're not going to have to do that much to have success, maybe that's a lean as well. We've got to step aside. We'll be back on the Lombardi line in a moment, getting you some updates on some NFL injuries. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
put the VSIN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up now and save 40% off our football season special when you use the promo code Lombardi. You'll get access to everything we do this football season, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. Remember to use that promo code Lombardi. That'll save you 40% when you sign up on a football season special today. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. We're rolling along here on the Lombardi line from coast to coast as always. Our guy Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast in Ocean City. I'm Stormy Bonantoni live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And Michael, we've had a number of injury updates coming in this morning. I feel like that's kind of the trend yeah. on a Wednesday when we get these head coach press conferences. And as if the Miami Dolphins offense wasn't stout enough this past weekend, it looks like Jalen Waddle will be back available. He's going to practice in full. Uh, and if he does that today, we'll clear the concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they they proved that they can score 70 without him. That's kind of humbling, isn't it? How would you like to be yeah. Waddle? Like, where, 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 I thought you, you would miss me. me a little bit, right? <laughs> you don't even need me. You scored 70 against me. So, yeah, I mean, the, the this will be a different test, obviously, because we know if you're Waddle, we know that Sean McDermott in three games against uh, Tyreek Hill has held him to 18 catches for 170 yards, which – Based on the way Hills played in game one and game three, that's usually a first half for him, 170 yards. So, you know, that, that'll be a little bit of a different game and they're going to need him. It'll be a different level of defense, too. So uh, I, I think that's important. I mean, these injuries, like, I, I don't know where you want to go next, but Baltimore to me is one of those where you got to be really careful. I think this line. In, in Cleveland, I mean, it's it's te- it stayed under three. It's under three. But if they're missing that left tackle, you know, if Ronnie Stanley can't go again and they have to put Mager out there or and then the mm-hmm. center can't go again, Lindstrom, then they have to put it the other back. I mean, this is going to be a problem for Baltimore. As great as, as Lamar can be, those two injuries, if they miss both those guys, I mean, that's going to be devastating. It's going to be similar to what happened to the Rams when we saw their whole system get bro- broken down because they lost Alric Jackson. You know, when you lose him, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, it becomes a real problem. When you lose Lindenbaum, that's a problem. When you lose Ronnie Stanley, that's a problem. And you put Patrick McCart in there at left tackle. They were going by him like a turntile. Yeah, that whole game for the Rams changed in the third quarter when he went out. And now you look at this this Ravens-Browns game, and especially given how successful the Browns' defense has been and how good they have looked, I, I'd certainly be worried if I was that spot being Baltimore, especially coming off the most recent loss that you had and knowing this is an important division game. Um, another one, we'll keep it going. We got some quarterbacks to update you on. Recently, uh, today, Bryce Young is going to practice as well. He obviously missed last week. Andy Dalton started while... Bryce Young was dealing with the ankle injury, but he's practicing today. Frank Reich saying this morning he seems to be doing well after they worked him out initially yesterday. And Anthony Richardson, um, he's back practicing today as well from the concussion protocol. Not so much for Jimmy Garoppolo. Josh McDaniels would not confirm um, who would be starting. Didn't um, say Brian Hoyer would be it, but we know Aiden O'Connell was kind of like the darling of the preseason. So uh, any thoughts on those quarterback updates? Well, I think if the guy's not practicing Wednesday, then, you know, I think what makes the most sense for the Raiders would be to play O'Connell the way he played. I mean, the team saw him play this summer. They were behind him. And, you know, 
if he he's going to need all the reps, Hoyer can stay within the job he has. He doesn't require a lot of reps to run the game plan because he knows the offense. So to me, I don't think it's – I think on a quick change, this is where when you have time to figure out who's going to be the starter – you, you basically can prepare the player. When you don't have time, if you get an injury in the game, Hoyer may be the best player to put in during the game. But if you have time, O'Connell should be the best player. He's proven that over the, over the summer. He deserves it. I think he, he would lift their team up. I think the other injury that you didn't mention in terms of quarterback relating is the Saints signed Jake Luton off of the, the practice squad, off of the Panthers, which now tells me they, wanted, they need somebody there. Right. And so that means Carr probably isn't going to play because when you're signing a practice squad player off another team, you're basically saying that, you know, you got to have an in, you got an injury here and you need to address that injury. So I think that's also in the betting market, you know, yeah. so we could see definitely could see, you know, Jameis Winston and now Luton's on the team with Carr being out. But 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 Stormy, they get they get. Alvin Kamara back. So he's back for this game. Officially reinstated after serving that three-game suspension. So that'll be a big boost to that offense, especially missing Derek Carr. And when he went down, you think about the lead that they had against Green Bay and watch that dissipate before your eyes. With Carr, um, what's your understanding of this AC joint sprain? Is it more of a pain tolerance type of an injury or is it more significant? Well, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, if he if he can't drive the ball and it's his shoulder injury, it's on the shoulder that he throws. If it wasn't on the shoulder that he's not throwing the ball with, it becomes just a pain tolerance thing. If it's the right shoulder, then it becomes, can I drive the football? Can I throw it? Does it affect me throwing? Am I going to re-injure it further? Am I going to do something to it? You know, for me, I think they're better off playing Winston. I think that's why they signed mm-hmm. Luton, to bring him in there. He'll be the backup. You know, it's not an ideal situation, especially against when you're coming with with Todd Bowles, who's going to blitz and attack you as like they do. I mean, remember, you know, New Orleans and this Buck team, they've had some great games back and forth. And the Bucks really gave Brady a lot of trouble, if you remember right. I mean, the Bucks used to blitz them and creates they used to go in there and beat them. You know, so uh, th- this would be a tough game, I think, if you're if your car and you know that you're going to get a lot of pressure from from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like they typically do. It, it would be a game you might re-injure it again. So this is also the last week before Jonathan Taylor would be eligible to return from PUP. Mm-hmm. Um Apparently, according to a report from ESPN's Dan Graziano, he still doesn't want to play for the Colts and the Colts, quote, still don't want to give him a long term contract. So uh, we remember Taylor, of course, requested the trade back in July, was given the opportunity to find a trade partner. But when nothing was coming to fruition, ends up getting put on the physically unable to perform list with that ankle missing the first four weeks. Shane Steichen still won't answer any questions in regard to Jonathan Taylor until he's fully cleared. Um, but, But how do you feel like does he stay? Does he go? We were just talking about the Browns with Nick Chubb's injury. Is that a spot that might make sense before the October 31st deadline? How are you looking at this situation? Well, I, I think if you're Chris Ballard, you know that there's two, you've got an asset, okay? And if I trade him now for anything less than a compensatory third round pick, I could get that if I just let him become a free agent. If I franchise him and I've got a ton of cap room next year, then I could control where he gets traded to and somebody's going to have to give me more than a compensatory third. So I have two options that I control with the player. 
And neither of them says I should give them away. Neither of them say that. So why would I give them away? Why would I make the Browns happy? Now, if the Browns come to me and give me a deal that's equivalent to a first round pick, we'll trade you a two this year and a two next year, you know, whatever that is, then you have to think about it. But based on what I was told, nobody really came with a significant offer, Mm -hmm. especially for a guy whose agent's claiming he should make 17 million a year. If you make 17 million a year, you know, it, you should get bring something back in value. It's like when people say, well, the you know, the Cowboys are not going to miss uh, digs. Yeah, they are. They just paid them a ton of money. They wouldn't have paid them if they didn't think they were going to miss them, right? They just paid them a ton of money. If, of course, that's going to affect the Cowboys secondary. You know, if you're going to trade away a great player, why would I take a fourth round pick when I know the system is going to allow me to at least get certain things within it? I think a lot of times we start rumors with people that don't know the rules. And meanwhile, Michael, as far as on-field performance goes, I think there was a collective like, wow, we really need Jonathan Taylor week one when you saw the, what, 16 carries for just however many. It was a really bad rushing day that opening weekend. But since then, and Zach Moss returning from the broken forearm, he's performed at a really high level, uh, averaging 105 yards the last two games, scored a touchdown. Like, he's looked really, really solid in that offense. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and and that's what they need. I mean, look, why would they panic? Why are you going to panic? You already played four games without him. You won two of the four. Now you get your quarterback back. Now with your quarterback back with Zach Moss, now you might have a chance. The offensive line's playing much better than it did last year. And, you know, look, they, they went into Baltimore. Yes, it was Baltimore's missing a ton of players, but they found a way to win that game. And that was still without Anthony Richardson, who I think has been – probably ahead of schedule from what we predicted Anthony Richardson would look like to start the year. He's got four touchdowns in five quarters that he's been out there. So uh, I think that they're probably happy that they'll be able to get him back out of the protocol this week, but very interesting situation to keep tabs on in Indy again, this week against the Rams, the last game that he'll, he should be on that PUP list. We've got to step aside here on the Lombardi line, but Michael, I have compiled a number of against the spread trends as it pertains to this week in the NFL. So when we come back, I'm going to hit you with is the trend your friend? Get your thoughts on those in a moment. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking to be a better better? Of course you are. Tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice, R-E-E-L, in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all your sports betting counts into one place, loads your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly a billion dollars in bets from sports bettors all across the country. You can use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Reel. That's juice like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone or Android device today and become a better better. That's two days in a row, Michael. I really struggle to say the word Android. I don't know if that's just a sign that like my Apple is showing or what, but Android is a tough word for me to say, apparently. 
All words are tough for me, so don't, you can't get you can't. I, I can't help you here. Like We're in I this butcher together. the English language worse than anybody. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad. That's why I nickname everybody. But uh, you, no, it doesn't sound funny coming from you, Stormy. You pretty much cover it. Well, thank, I wanted to ask you, what, yeah. what game do you have this weekend in college football? Before we jump into the, is your trend of friends? So I've got uh, Boise State at Memphis this weekend. So not you know exactly nice. a, a top twenty five banger, but it's it'll be a competitive game at least, which is something I have. Haven't largely had the in first Memphis? few weeks of the season. You're in Memphis, right? Yep, out there in Memphis. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you got to go to. You got to go to Corky's Barbecue. See, this is what I need. Since you travel so much and and have forever, I just need a weekly list from you of like the local restaurants at whatever city I'm in. So we're gonna have to get that in the group chat here coming up. But I go think to Corky's I'll be Barbecue, and you guys. Yeah, and you also need to go. Uh, you got to go to. Uh, you got to go see the Elvis. Got to do that. You're not going to be in Memphis very much. You got to do that, and then uh, you got to go to the Peabody Hotel and watch the Ducks. So that's where we stay, There's and I was—that's that's what I was most excited about is the Peabody to see the Ducks walking through the hotel. So I'll send there you, you go. some pictures. And you're right around that. the corner from Corky's. There we go. Uh, you're, well, actually, you're right around the corner from Rendezvous. Rendezvous ribs are good too. Corky's are good, but Rendezvous is right around the corner from your hotel. I love ribs. If I, if I had to choose like one barbecue right. food specifically, ribs would be it. I know like there's there the pulled go. pork and it, the barbecue chicken. All right. not now, when, Stormy? I like your style, Michael. We're doing it. Um, and so some words that I actually can say and rhyme is, is the trend your friend? See, basic words. I can get those <laughs> out. Let's get into some of these. I, this morning, was yeah. compiling some ATS trends that I found. Um, this first one is a pretty obvious one, but I'm just curious if you think that it's one we should roll with. So the Dolphins right now are an odds-on favorite to win the AFC East after blowing out the Broncos this week. They are 3-0 and straight up and against the number and have the highest highest cover margin in the NFL right now. Of course, this past week skews that a little bit, but plus 18.2 is the cover margin to this point. Yet they're underdogs, of course, this week, getting three points in Buffalo. Is the ATS trend and cover margin trend your friend that that uh, Miami is worth backing in this spot on the road? I think you have to take out the 70. I think you can't really do that. You know, I mean, 24-17, good win against the Patriots, a, a two-point win against the Chargers. Chargers have the ball at the end of the game, right, with a chance to get it back and win the game, but they couldn't do it. On the road, okay, they went into New England and won on the road. This is their third road game in, 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 at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So I think you got to peel that. That's, no team is in the NFL, at least, is 18 points better than another team. So, look, we know that – they played three times last year, and two of the three games were decided by three points or less. Now, yes, Miami's changed what they do offensively. They look more explosive. But Buffalo's a really well-coached team defensively with McDermott. You know, to me, this is one of those where I could see why the line hasn't moved. It looks obvious to take the Dolphins and the points. But I think there's a lot of money, as I looked at it this morning, that have come in on, the, on Buffalo, and that's why that number hasn't moved at all. This next one, Michael, we have a lot of questions about the Ravens in terms of their health, but there are a lot of ATS numbers that tell you to back Baltimore as an underdog. The Ravens are 18-3-1 against the spread as an underdog since 2018, best record in the NFL. Lamar Jackson as the starting quarterback, 11-1-1 ATS, the best cover percentage and winning percentage as an underdog by any quarterback with at least 10 starts in that position. His Ravens getting two and a half in Cleveland this week is the trend your friend I, I, I think the trend is your friend I think what the trend does here is it puts caution into your sales 
it stops you from just assuming this is going to be an easy game because you're saying, okay, the offensive line's beat up. This Browns defense is really good. And look, the Colts beat them in Baltimore last week. But we know Baltimore's a mentally and physically tough team. This may qualify for me as a Hall & Oates play because I don't think I want anything to do with this game. I, I think it. I want to pick Cleveland, but I think this trend keeps me from doing that. See, and again, like we don't use these trends specifically to say, okay, we're going to do this because there's a trend, but it's more just to help formulate your thought a little bit more here because I have the same opinion as you when we were talking about the Cleveland Browns in the last segment that this feels like a a position that you want to be hesitant on the Ravens because of their injuries and because of how good this this, uh, Browns defense has been and Deshaun Watson finally kind of looking a little bit more like himself this past week, but then you see some of those numbers and also on the Brown side, just six and 14 ATS in division games with Kevin Stefanski as their head coach. There's a few different things that I think come into play that might make you just want to hold up and stay away. How about the Jacksonville Jaguars? I, I, oh, can I add something yeah. to that stormy? I would add, I think this, the trends are more about helping you eliminate games. You don't want to play. I think the trend is that I think that's really kind of where you, you, it can help you and can be your friend. Sounds like a pro tip, Michael. Might have to slip that back in later on. It at the is end a of the pro show. tip. Yeah, you got that, Caesar. It really <laughs> the trends just kind of point you in a direction to say, okay, I really like Cleveland. The trend says Baltimore. Maybe I should just stay away. Maybe I should just stay away. And I, I think it's worth looking at, especially because we know Lamar Jackson specifically has been playing pretty well. That to see those numbers are pretty jarring. How about the Jacksonville Jaguars who lost, which I don't even want to bring this up, but I'll do it anyways. They lost as a home favorite this past week against the Texans. 0-8 ATS, 1-7 outright their last eight games as a home favorite. Under Doug Peterson, 0-5 ATS in that role. Is the trend your friend to fade the Jags this week? I, I think the trend is. Here's your concern, though, when you break the game down. You, you've got to start like in Atlanta because these are two teams that are very evenly matched and you're getting points with one of the team. And so you got to start with that and you like that. But to beat Jacksonville, you're going to have to throw the football and you're going to have to sit there on Sunday knowing you've deposited money on Atlanta and you're counting on that early window that Desmond Ritter is going to be able to throw the football effectively. Mm-hmm. And that's a bold statement right there because we have seen no evidence from the four games he started last year to the three games he started this year that he's going to be able to throw the ball effectively against the Jacksonville defense. And we do know that one thing about Arthur Smith, he can run the football and he's good at designing the run. Last week, that just neutralized their whole offensive attack. The Detroit front's pretty good. They can play run defense well. So if you're going with the trend here, and taking Atlanta, you're praying that Ritter can throw the football. Yeah, and that's a maybe that's another stay away in this spot, too, because I'm not sure that I have a whole <laughs> lot of faith in that, to be honest with you, Michael. Uh, let's go to a, another quarterback that has had some highs and lows and some questions in Mac Jones, quarterback for the New England Patriots. He's 0-10 against the spread. His last 10 starts as an underdog, 3-11 and for his career in that spot. The Patriots, meanwhile, 0-7 with or without Mac Jones against the spread, their last seven as a dog. They are getting six and a half points in Dallas against the Cowboys, a Cowboys team that uh, probably had a little bit of a rude awakening this past week against the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I think this trend really is your friend here because Mac hasn't proven he can take a team and win from behind. 
I mean, last week he, you know, I was talking, well, I did the Bill Simmons podcast yesterday after I got back from New York City and we were talking, you know, he's a Patriot fan. We were talking about it and I was screaming at the television because the two throws Mac made at the end of the game that could put the game away, you know, weren't even catchable. They were decisionally poor and they were bad throws. So, you know, he's got to step his level of play up and, what does that mean? Every time he plays against a team that is better than him, according to the book, he hasn't done it. Why are we think he's going to do it now? Again, that spread six and a half, total 43. I'll throw one more at you. The Packers opened as home underdogs against Detroit. If that's how it closes, it would be the third time in the last 33 meetings Detroit is favored. Green Bay is 16 and four ATS, 13 and seven outright as an underdog uh, with Matt LaFleur as their head coach. Is the trend your friend that Green Bay gets it done? No, this trend to me doesn't apply because every number in this trend has Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers in it yep. or Brett Favre in it. So you got to dismiss the trend. Like the trend's not relevant. Like that's where analytics is really important, but also you have to apply analytics. Like these numbers have nothing to do with today. They have everything to do with Aaron Rodgers. It's an excellent point. Uh, Jordan Love, obviously the guy to this point. That's why I tried to see, man, I tried to trick you with the Matt LaFleur throwing that in there, but you got me. You got me good. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're going to, you know, Matt LaFleur's coached three games without Rodgers, basically. I mean, that's what it all is. We were talking this offseason. He actually has to coach this year, so we'll see how it goes. We're going to coach. We're going to talk more about this Thursday night game in a moment, though. Our guy, Harry Gagnon, is going to join us coming up next. He's got a pick in the primetime game, as well as a teaser as well as college football harry brings it all let's go this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in all of the NFL action with great offers every game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's matchups. Walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up using the code VEGAS. New customers bet just $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Use the code VEGAS, the crown is yours. For anyone who this is their first time joining us on the Lombardi line, get excited for our next guest, Harry Gagnon, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor turned host of the Against All Odds podcast, the DGen Trifecta, as well as Bruce Springsteen World Traveler. Welcome in, Harry. How are you? What's up, guys? How's everything? Hey, I want to say, Michael, bad news about Bruce, huh? Canceled the rest of the tour yep, for the uh, bad news. 2023 year. Yeah, he was at a diner in Freehold yesterday. I, I couldn't make it, but uh, he's out and about, so that means he feels better, but he's not ready to tour, so we're just going to have to wait till 2024. Yeah, I guess we're I, I, canceling my Canada uh, Canada uh, trips already. Oh, no. Right now. I, after that. I didn't mean to start this segment on a down note, Harry. I apologize. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's, a tough di- it's a tough day for Michael. I know. It's a, it's a little disappointing to see that, but uh, he'll be back in 2024. Uh, I'm good. I'll get it. I mean, I get enough of them during the day. Trust me, there's not a day that goes by. I don't I don't pray at the Church of Springsteen. Trust me. <laughs> you love to see it. You know, it's 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 playing all through the house all day, every day. Well, Harry, let's get us back on every a better day, every morning. I love it. Yep. Every morning, Stormy. Love it. Let's get it back on a on a high note, though, Harry, and we'll get a winner from you. Uh, you have a wager in Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. The Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers and uh, a short number here. Detroit favored by just a point and a half. And in this rival, I guess we do we want to call it a rivalry in this matchup. It has typically been pretty one sided with the Green Bay Packers, but a different look here at Lambeau Field this week. Yeah, I'm going to lean towards the Lions here, guys. Uh, Green Bay was fortunate versus New Orleans. Uh, last week, having to rally from 17 down in the fourth, uh, Jordan Love was just 22 of 44. Uh, I was very impressed with Detroit's defense versus Atlanta's rushing attack. Uh, St. Brown's gone back to back hundred yard games receiving for Detroit. And I just have more faith in golf than I do love. Uh, he knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs in Lambeau last year, last game of the regular season. I think he beats him again there and I'm taking Detroit. But, you know, I, I agree with that. But they only scored 34 points against the Packers in two games last year. So, I mean, what do you think the – not that you're playing the over-under here, but what do you think the score is in this game? Do you think it's in the 20s? you think it's in the teens? I mean, the one thing I think the Packers have proven is their offensive efficiency. When you look at EPA numbers, I think they're the fourth, fifth or sixth best team in the league. They actually move the football well. Now, I don't think you can run the ball on Detroit's front. But yeah. there is, if they get Watson back, which there's some indication they could, they could throw it against Detroit. They could, but I'll tell you what, rookie safety, Brian Branch, has been excellent so far, Michael, for the for the, for the Lions. I think this is a type of game where, you know, Goff leads them down the field, takes they get the running game going a bit. Gibbs had 80 yards last week for Detroit with Montgomery out. I think this is like a 
you know, right in the mid 40s, 24, 20. Detroit pulls this game out, wins in Green Bay for the second straight year. Yeah, and you know that Packers fans yeah, are Green Bay six EPAs. I'm sorry, Stormy. Green Green Bay was six EPA this year. This this so going into this game. So, yeah, look, I, I think Detroit's a really good team. I think their front's really good. I, I'm not going to argue. With, I would never play the Thursday games anyway. But uh, I, I get your point. I think they certainly have a lot to like about their team. Yeah, my my yeah. only follow up was just: Do you think that the impact of having Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, who both are expected to play, if that changes the thought process at all with with Green Bay and to Michael's point, moving the football? Oh, it, it could definitely. I mean, uh, having uh, Rogers back in, uh, he's um, or I mean, sorry, having Jones back in. Uh, definitely creates a problem for Detroit, especially maybe in screen passes. Uh, he's gone. Uh, you know, uh, I do like, by the way, under 33 and a half yards for the longest completion by Jordan Love at minus 114. Mm. Now, uh, Aaron Jones does have a 51 yard catch on a screen pass this year from him. But guys, I do like him to go under 33 and a half yards for a, for a player prop. Like I said, under 33 and a half yards for longest pass completion. He has zero to wide receivers uh, for 34 more, or more yards all season. Uh, Detroit, again, excellent versus Atlanta last week. Last two games, Detroit is not allowed to catch that long. Um, so, yeah, Jones could be a, play a big role in this game, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I don't think Green Bay has enough offense to compete with Detroit. Like I said, I think, you know, yeah. tough game, close game, but I think Detroit pulls it out and love also under 33 and a half yards for his longest pass completion. I saw also, Harry, you, right, so, as you go through this NFL slate, you're always one to, to delve into the teasers. Do you have a favorite leg this week or what are you putting together? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if you guys like this. Michael, see if you like this. I got a two-team, seven-point teaser. I like Houston, plus 10, up to plus 10 against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, great as a dog. I was at that game uh, on Sunday between the Raiders and the Steelers, and they were a dog there, but now they're a favorite. Push it up to 10. C.J. Stroud looks really good. Four touchdowns, no picks. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and Tank Dow all have 15 receptions for Houston. They're moving the ball, and they look fantastic last week against Jacksonville. I'm going to take them plus 10 at home. Like I said, Pittsburgh, great as a dog, but I don't know about as a favorite here in this spot. And I'm going to take Kansas City from 9.5 down to minus 2.5. Uh, their offense came alive, obviously, against Chicago. Finally erupted. I'm not sure. Like, uh, uh, it's it's the line for the game, though. It's nine and a half. It's, is the line nine and a half stormy, or is it nine and a half times we're going to see Taylor Swift showing us during the game? <laughs> I, I don't know. Great question. Really great question. I, I, mean, I you know, I mean, does she, is she traveling? I mean, why no, wouldn't she come to New York? I, right? What I said to Michael right. yesterday, Harry, was that if I'm Travis Kelsey, there's no way I'm subjecting the girl I'm trying to date to Justin Fields and Zach Wilson back to back weeks. I, you know, that's that's not a recipe for success here. Right? She's I not going to want to watch but, football ever yeah, again but, after that. Yeah, yeah, but look, Kelsey's probably smart. You know, you go back to back with those quarterbacks, you're going to look great, right? <laughs> Yeah, you no question. You're going to win. You're going to celebrate it, right? I think there's no celebrate question. Course, you know, the thing, the one I would be concerned about, look, I thought Stroud was great last week, but that offensive line, I mean, Jacksonville, you've got to be so disappointed in their inability to generate pressure, you know, right. and they couldn't generate pressure against them and really create some problems. Pittsburgh will. The, the Pittsburgh, to me, I, I, I love that the Texans are just so beat up up front. That, that's what worries me the most about that one. You know, I just I'd say I think it's a switch. This is what I mean because I just think that Pittsburgh as a favorite 
doesn't get it done a lot of times. As a dog, they're a great dog. I just, I've look, I just think that Houston is moving. They were fantastic last week. I don't know what happened to Jacksonville's offense either um, past couple of weeks, but I just have a feeling plus 10 at home might be the play. I don't know what happened in Jacksonville's yeah. offense either, but it makes me want to throw up a little bit. Let's turn to college football and yeah. another team let's that made me that, that made me uh, physically yeah, ill this past weekend in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They are taking on Duke this weekend. College game day is going to be out there for the first time for uh, for football. Duke has won all four of their games so far by 20 or more points, including that win against Clemson, which was, was massive for them, obviously. They're getting five and a half at home against a Fighting Irish team that obviously had a, a huge disappointment this past week yep. against Ohio State. How do you evaluate the matchup? I'm on Duke. I'm on Duke with the points. Riley Leonard, the quarterback, has been extremely impressive. Like you mentioned, Stormy's led the Duke Blue Devils to a 4-0 mark. Sam Hartman and the Irish are on a letdown situation after losing late in South Bend to Ohio State and are having to travel to North Carolina for the second time in four weeks. Um, I'm taking Duke with the points here. I think it's going to great. The game dates going there and uh, a lot of uh, excitement. And I'm going to take the blue devils with the points here. And you're, and you're going to continue down this Colorado path, even though we saw what Oregon did and it's going to motivate USC to do the same. And especially considering that Colorado's offensive line could not protect Sanders against a really good front. And if you watch USC, their front's better than, than your Oregon. So you're going down that road. You're just going to tempt fate again. I love it, Harry. Well, you know, Michael, last week we did uh, did give out Oregon to roll Colorado. So that was a good one. That was easy. And this one, I, I like USC too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, Williams has been fantastic. Their offense is rolling. But I haven't been impressed with their defense. They give a lot of yards, points against San Jose, San Jose State earlier in the year. Colorado can score. They didn't last week, but they can score. I think they're going to bounce back here. They're getting 21 and a half points. I'm going to take Colorado. I think they're going to, I don't know if they're going to keep it close like Arizona State did against USC last week, but I think it's going to be within that number at the end of the end of the day. I think they get the cover because they're going to be able to score this week at home. Um, but uh, USC wins this game, but I'm going to take more than three touchdowns here. Harry, good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you doing this. Great job, Harry. Oh. We missed the cartoon. We missed the cartoon. We did. We missed it. We'll, 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 we'll have it up on Twitter tomorrow. It's going to be very funny. Uh, it's up there right now, too. It's just we had a little, sorry, we had a little production problem with audio at the beginning, but it's up there on Twitter right now, at AO Harry. You can check it out. It's very funny. It's Wizard of Oz theme, so for Thursday night, so uh, check it out. Yeah, like a little birdie told me it's actually the Wizard of Oz, Michael. Yeah. So there you go. Brilliant. Got it. Love it. Can't <laughs> wait to watch it. We'll, Thank be you, right, Harry. we'll be right back on the Lombardi line. Don't go anywhere. Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.